I, I, I'll okay. I'm not gonna name any names or anything. Right? <laughs> Please not, do that. That's not what it's about. But it's just like I was sitting here Tuesday. I did that Tuesday, and I'm like, these people are lunatics. Like, because the the thing was the Derby ruined Rock Your World. Derby Fever ruined Rock Your World. He won the Santa Anita Derby by open links and earned a fire speed figure better than anything the crop had seen. He was the second choice to win the freaking race. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets. What is up? I'm Jared Welch, he's Darren Altman. This is Blinkers Off. It's a couple different things going on tonight. Uh, we got a new background here. We are doing it on a Wednesday, and we're talking Aqueduct <laughs> late before. So no need to wonder if this is the Magic Mike show. We are. This is what we're doing. It's the glory days of racing, right? The two weeks after the Breeders' Cup where this show usually talks about stakes races. And I'm like, you know what? I think we could go without talking about the Native Diver and the Red Smith and the Chaluke. And let's just talk about uh, Pick 4 from Aqueduct. I think people would like that a lot more. Uh, we've been hot with with Aqueduct right now. So I, I think it's good. Yeah, I mean, it is. And, you know, we're in that middle, like you said, that kind of middle time of whenever you don't, have really much to talk about for whether it be the the derby or you have the fall like the really good like kind of like cigarette cigar and all these things older you know or the pegasus like we have nothing so it's just kind of like i'm with you trust me whenever you're like i was like hey what are we doing that you know what are we doing for the pod like well we would do pick four and then i definitely definitely did not expect you to say aqueduct but the sequence the late pick four sequence at aqueduct on saturday very interesting it's a good it's a, the the uh what is it? The Red Smith? Is that what it's called? The mm-hmm. the the stakes? It's actually it's a great two. It's actually not a bad stakes at all. Uh, and then you know you got surrounded that you got some made special weights and some interesting races to kind of uh, paired with those. I mean, even that race itself is not is not any kind of lock. And so it's it's a really good sequence. And like you said, we've been really good at Aqueduct this uh, this meet so far. Yeah, we have. Uh, you know, uh, everything's doing well. Every product doing well at Aqueduct so far. Uh, you know, the free rocket product uh, hit uh, free uh, pick fours on Friday and Sunday. We also had the paid pick uh, five hit on uh, uh, Sunday as well. Paid over $2,000 or almost $2,000, I should say. So, yeah, I, I think it was a no-brainer. Like I said, I think it was the best sequence. You know, we, we obviously were debating between Churchill and Del Mar, and I, I don't I don't necessarily call those sequences bad, but I, I think we could go a lot of different ways here. I think you're going to see that we went uh, a few different ways here. And, you know, it's kind of fun. We don't like to take Magic Mike's theme very often, but, again, it just feels like the better show would be uh, to do uh, a pick four from Aqueduct this weekend. 
the better show doing a better show. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's just it, you know? Uh, the, the text that we got from Magic, he's like, just ran, you know, because we schedule these, you know, on the on StreamYard when we use this, and yeah, we all we all can see it, you know, and then he, he got on there for something, I guess, and he's like, so let me get this straight. You're doing a Blinkers Off today, and you're doing the Aqueduct Lake Pick 4. <laughs> you're like... Like it's like I'm sure he looked at that like for like a minute straight, just like what did I schedule this? Did you know like I don't remember scheduling? Did I actually do this for Blinkers Off? But no, this is what's happening. So if you like us handicapping, you know we're diving back in um, to uh, to some actual racing. Halterman, you know you've started. I know the uh, before we get into that, you started kind of going into the Derby stuff a little bit. I know the two year olds. Obviously, we you know Bob Baffert, shocker. Won a two-year-old race, uh, stakes race last week. Um, seems like that's all he does, right? Is is with is with two-year-olds right now. Yeah. How are you? You know, we are like we're like a month, right? Almost exactly a month, really, away from the draft. So, how are you kind of handling? You know, looking at these Baffert horses. How are you going to handle like for the draft? How are we going to? How are we going to do this? Because it just seems like. I mean, you could just like any year, really, but you could come up with 10 Baffert horses right now that right now cannot either don't have points who have got who have technically gotten points or have zero points. So what are you supposed to do? It's a great question. What are you supposed to do? I, I, I don't I don't have an answer to it. I, I, it's unbelievable to me that they, they've, they've kept Baffert from gaining points, but <laughs> they just keep running horses in, in points races under Baffert. I, I don't know. It's just like. If I had a if I had a horse that I thought could could qualify for the Kentucky Derby, I would get it away from him. But seemingly nobody is doing that, so I, I have no idea, dude. I, I don't know how, how do we handle it for the league. I, I don't. I, I have no idea. Uh, it, that's just it, it, that's the thing. The league became uh, not quite as fun when that happened last year because you had a guy like Paul who had Medina Spirit who won the Derby. You had to take it away, but it's still not official that he's not the Derby winner, and he could come out and still be the Derby winner. And then Paul's maybe should have won the league, and it doesn't. It's it's no fun. And now you're in a situation where you, do you bat? You know how do you do? How do you how do you handle Baffert? Do we take po- points away? We don't let him earn points. It, it it just doesn't make it any fun. The one positive thing is I think well, I don't think I know Paul did approve of the punishment to Slim, so I at least know. Even though he didn't technically get the the victory, you know, my name's in the books, not his. Yeah. He did approve of the of the punishment, which is really all Paul. I can tell you one thing. That's all Paul and I really care about is how the pun how the punishment is taking place. And he did approve of that. Well, and so so we'll give him applause for that. <laughs> he took it like a champ. So <laughs> hey, by the way, a couple people say, Happy birthday. Yeah. Aaron, it's, uh, it's Aaron Alterman, uh, the other dude's birthday today. What are you, like 40? Was his 40th? God, it feels like it. No, I'm 38 today. 38. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, Dennis wants to know why you're not watching AEW Drunk on your birthday. Well, I, I to be, <laughs> believe it or not, I really don't drink very often. And I would not watch AEW Drunk because I enjoy it and I want to remember it. And uh, the wife and I have it recorded, Dennis, and... As soon as we get this Aqueduct pick four over with, that's where we're heading. We're heading to watch AEW. A couple, a couple things. I want to. I want a couple. Undercliff Lindsay wants to know. I did not go to Undercliff uh, the, to tonight, Lindsay. I I, I should have, but uh, need, I, I did not. No. We need to go there. That sounds great. Um, it does. Yeah. Uh, a couple things I want people to know um, about Halterman. So one, he's not 
lying. Like he doesn't drink a lot. You may you may not you may not think he like judged like he's all or nothing. And usually the all is on race are on trips and things of that nature. So very rarely is he is he drinking. And I always say that I always give him shit. He's an all or nothing kind of guy. Like yeah. you can't just have one beer with him. You're gonna have ten beers with him. Yeah. Um. But it's got the situation. Has, so he's not lying about that. The other th- funny thing I think people. So we are flying out. Halterman's wife, Heather, went with us to uh-huh. to the Breeders' Cup. And Dennis, we this is for everybody, but Dennis, you like AEW. Um, we're we're flying out to uh to, to Del Mar on Wednesday. And our flight from where were we from, flying from? Houston? Uh, no, we were that was on the way Chicago. back. We Chicago there. Yeah. Chicago, our flight from Chicago to San Diego was a long flight, and it just the time and it had satellite, it had like direct TV. Yep. So you could watch live TV and Halterman's eyes lit up. He goes, Heather, we can watch whatever I don't even know what it's called. We can watch the <laughs> the Wednesday night, the AEW, whatever it what's it called? Dynamite. Yeah. We can watch Dynamite tonight. <laughs> on the flight. And Heather. Got super excited. So I look over. I, I don't know what I was. I was watching something, just ran, something random. And I look over, and Halterman, I think Halterman's in the middle, and Heather, or vice versa, I don't remember. And they're like, they're glued to it. They're just, they, they're just, they're both just die hard watching AEW. You can tell they're kind of chatting yeah. back and forth about what, you know, laughing or whatever they saw. <laughs> like they're totally in. I mean, just, I'm sitting by the two biggest nerds of the whole. <laughs> flight watching aew and they're in like I, and like he's not even lying like heather is legit interested in it i could tell by just the way she was watching like yeah. it's hard to talk on a flight obviously like <laughs> she she was way into it just on her own so it was the i was embarrassed to sit next to them but <laughs> they loved it you know the other day uh heather and i were working in the same office and i i played theme songs from all the wrestlers in AEW to see how many she could guess right. She got a lot of them right. So she she did really, really good. And usually it was four or five notes. It's like, oh yeah, that's Adam Page. Oh yeah, that's Kenny Omega. You know, so was, Yeah, it was uh that was good. It I, you know, as far as as far as the drinking goes, I, I am one thousand percent a social drinker. Like a thousand percent. And I think what happened during the pandemic, I, I lost like my tolerance for it because, you know, you, you think about Breeders' Cup Thursday, that Thursday show where I was just bombed. I, I've been able to drink that amount and do a show. No problem. You know, yeah. you probably knew that I had been drinking, but it wasn't incoherent babble you know so i really think the pandemic as it it was that night yeah exactly (laughs) yeah it was bad and i i think the pandemic has has knocked my tolerance out for it uh you know i just because i don't i really don't uh now like you know dennis said i don't believe that we're at the derby yeah that's when i'm going hard places like that but uh yeah it it was it was pretty funny i i i watched that back the next day and i was just like i, I don't think i can do this anymore because you know used to i can drink all day all night get on show like I said you know they're drinking but it, it's it's coherent thoughts you know <laughs> well you know i i i can't even count how many how many trips we've been on yeah just you and i where you've you've get, gotten hammered i obviously know you incredibly well so i know as yeah. soon as you get i'm like uh oh, he's he's trash but you hop on the air yeah. and 
yeah, you can tell you're, you've you've been drinking, but it's a very solid. You you, you put your shit together, and, and yep. it comes through. That night, even afterwards, I was like, I don't know what happened to him. Like, I did not see that. I can usually like, I have a pretty good eye for like, yeah. okay, Halterman's about to get out of hand. Like, it just went from it went from zero to like he can't see straight in in like in the in the yeah. time the show started to the end. It was really bad. It was. It was awful. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't disagree. <laughs> it may, but people, it's it's just funny. People were texting or you know commenting, what a what a what a, you know drunk or you know applying that I was an alcoholic or something. It's like yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. I'm not. And I just that just hit me. You know, raw. I, I had a couple people text me. He's like, you good, man? It's like, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> you know, it was close at Saratoga uh, for the Travers. I feel like we had a few beers before we did it and it or, or not beers, but like hard drinks. And that, that's really the big problem. But anyway, and I, I can remember like the show was fine. It went fine. But I, I, when I was done, I was like, damn, if I would have had one more, I don't know if I should have been on the air, you know, and that's never been a problem for me. So long story short, it could, it could be the pandemic. I, probably more just, I'm, I'm getting old 38. So, you know, well, slow it down. Me on the other hand, I am not. I, I am a social drinker, but I'm also I'm by myself and I am drinking. So I don't. I I can just drink all. I don't know if that may, not make that might be worse to be honest. So I don't even care. Uh, yeah, drinking a little whiskey tonight, but uh, nice. no. I mean, you know, I, I'm like my level is like I'm like that. I'm just a very just straight. My line is straightforward. Yours is yeah. like down. Way up, down, you spike, and you yeah. fall hard. So, yeah. Um, if you ever see me trash, like you know, like shit's something happened to Jared tonight. Like he either was roofied, or uh, or, or like something happened with him personally. Because I, I, it's hard to see me get like that level. The only only time I've seen it was Florida Derby uh, when Maxim Security won. That's the only <laughs> well, time. I've seen okay. It. Yeah, that yeah, you're right. That one, that one was rough. Yeah, I don't. We had to sit down. We, <laughs> I had to sit down in the you know in the winter or in the uh, in the paddock. Yeah, in the walking ring. We had to sit down. Well, you know, Maxim Security, this multi-million dollar horse, walking around us, and we're just like, oh my gosh, like this yeah. is this is rough. But, so, but if you remember, we still did a podcast, and and it was you know it was it was okay after. Right. We had magic on and he kind of yeah. moderated it, but we weren't just terrible on it. So yeah, again, it just, it, it was, a, it was a lesson that I, that I learned. We all learn lessons in life. Some, hey, some more than others. You got to apply them, right? It's all about how you live. It's all about how you live your life now after, you know, after that event, how, how will you drink Woodenville ever again? That's the question. You know, will you do cup shots or whatever the fuck it was called? Bowl shots. Yeah. Bowl shots. God, that was the dumbest thing that we ever did. Yeah. Really bad. Um, all right. Let's just uh this is not a show to talk about drinking, although we do drink. Uh today's show we are gonna preview and do some handicapping for Saturday's late pick four at Aqueduct, including uh the Red Smith Stakes, which is race nine on Saturday at Aqueduct. Let's go. Saturday Aqueduct. That's right. We are going to New York. For the late pick four sequence on Saturday, race seven will kick things off. You got a nice little sequence here, really. Uh, when you got all, all things considered, Aqueduct in November, 
You got a nice grade two stakes race to kind of to, to, to highlight this this uh, pick four. You got a couple main special weights, of course, race eight. Uh, you've got a little allowance race there. So it's nice little, I mean, you've large fields. It really, it's got the, you know, it's, it's got the making to, to, to make a nice ticket here and, and to catch something here. So let's kick things off with race seven. Uh, by the way, if you're, if you're, if you're listening to this, you want to play it, if you're listening to this on whatever day, you know, it starts at two forty three uh, Eastern. So you want to get in on this. Uh, that's when it starts. It's a, the main special way is kicks things off on race seven purse of 80 K main two-year-olds. Uh, going seven furlongs, field of 13, only 12 will run, of course. No odds are out yet. We're doing this on Wednesday evening, so we're we're kind of assuming some of these horses who will be favorites, what prices we, we think they'll be um, in terms of playing against the favorites. So, Paul Terman, 12 horses, to me, you can – it's one of those interesting fields where it's like you can either single, whether it be, you know, whoever you like, if you like – you know, the Bill Mod horse, iconic adventure, maybe you like the first time starter for Pletch or whatever, or you need to go super deep. It feels like one or the other. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I went four deep to start it off. My top choice is going to be the Bill Mod horse that you talked about. Number one, iconic adventure. You know, uh, Bill Mott, not really known for winning on debut a whole lot, but what he is known for is the horse really jumping up and improving in their second starts. And that's what I think Iconic Adventure is going to do today, or, or I should say Saturday, not today. We're, we're way ahead of time, like you said. Uh, the horse lost by four and a half on debut, but finished second, ran decent. Uh, and now Irad Ortiz gets aboard today. I thought that was an interesting move. Uh, I, I think this horse looks, looks awfully good. I think this is one that you're going to see improve. Um, you know, going seven compared to six and a half. So pretty similar distance to that debut. Uh, it's just the natural kind of progression for this Bill Mott runner. So I did put the one on top. Uh, I did put number 10, never changed the first timer for Todd Fletcher uh, as the second uh, pick there. This horse by Uncle Mo out of a Curlin mare, um, you know, just seems to kind of have the look of a horse that's going to be pretty good. Luis Saez jumps aboard. Uh, these two have, have have really been teaming up to do very well uh, in the last couple of months, especially with two-year-olds. So my top two choices here uh, were the one and the 10. Yeah, so this one was the one to me was the one that, that stood out in terms of my top choice. And so I'm not going to, you know, I, I'm not actually not going to disagree with either one of them because I think never change. Uh, being a first-time starter is scary. Being, you know, Ripoli stable. And of course, you know, Todd Fletcher, Luis Saez. So we know how that goes. So those two are the ones for me. Uh, Iconic Adventure obviously looked very good on debut. So that's, I thought about singling either one of them, to be honest. And then I, and then I ultimately went like six deep. (laughs) Um, So it's like, that's because I, because I think like you said, you and I were talking earlier, it's like, well, you either, either, you really feel strongly, which, let's be honest, it's seven furlong two-year-old race uh you gotta feel super strong about one of these horses to single you mean you're kicking things off in a in a 12 horse field and single i mean you better feel fucking good about it or you gotta you gotta spread and and the way i played this uh, sequence i i'm gonna spread a little bit more here so um ultimately i like the one iconic adventure i like the five uh fazaro Mm -hmm. uh fazaro is a horse the first time starter for kelly breen Johnny V gets aboard there, which obviously, you know, Kelly Breen does really well with two-year-olds, first-time starters. He does well, and of course, JV. Um, you know, we know how that goes. I like the uh, the nine, 
uh, Sky and Sand. That's uh, Steve Asmussen horse. I, I what? What was your thoughts on this horse? Because I, I almost didn't use this horse. I, Sky and Sand to me is interesting from a standpoint. Very big purchase uh, price. Obviously had a lot of hopes. Size rode this horse last time out. It was a low price, not a favorite, but a low price at Belmont Park. Tried to wire the field, didn't. I got kind of used the horse for that reason. Like I think the horse could get out on a lone, you know, kind of a lone uh, uh, speed scenario here. Of course, size jumps off. So that's you know, great sign if you're if you're wanting to use the Fletcher horse uh, to never change to the outside. But Lascano jumps on. So what do you think of this one? Yeah, I like Sky and Sand a little bit. I went one nine ten eleven. So I went four deep, and I think. With the nine, it's kind of the look of, okay, on debut, pop the gate, gets the lead, fades a little bit at, to, to third, beating two links. But still, uh, you like to see a horse early in their careers as two-year-olds have that early speed, right? So I think we're going to see that again from this horse, uh, and I think you could expect improvement from the horse. Uh, some people are going to look and say, well, Luis Saez was aboard last time. Now he jumps over to Pletcher. And while I would say that's not ideal, at the same time, Science just kind of rides for Pletcher more than he does for Aspison. So I think it was just a situation where maybe the Pletcher horse is the better of the two, or maybe he just wants to keep that Pletcher, uh, you know, uh, connection there. Lascano gets aboard. I don't like. I don't hate that at all. I like Jose Lascano quite a bit. Very underrated jockey. Uh, yeah. So I, I definitely think the nine is one you got to use here. Yeah. And by the way, Lascano and Aspison teaming up. Very good. Very good. 40%. Five starts, 40% at Aqueduct. And uh, overall, 32%. So, I mean, when they team up, like, I, to me, that, that was a huge reason mm -hmm. why I made sure I continued to use, even with size jumping off. Obviously, never change. Um, we both liked. And then I went and used the two horses also to the outside of never change. Life is great. Uh, Life is Good's older brother, I think. And no, I guess it'd be younger brother. Uh, and uh, main event to the uh, to the other way, the outside. Another first time starter, big purchase price for George Weaver. Top me through either one of these. Did you use either one of these two? You know, Life is Great was the last one on the ticket, and I I debated leaving this horse off for a while. I don't like horses that have had several chances and just mm -hmm. haven't got the job done. But the reason why I am going to use life is great. Let's look at who he's gotten beat to. They've been some really, really nice horses. Uh, you know, so I do think life is great. Uh, has a shot here. I would hate for this horse to beat me. When you look at time form figures, and that's what I, I, I really like to look at, uh, this one has the highest one in the race. So uh, to me, I didn't want to get beat by that by a horse that had that either. So I did use the 11. Yeah, I, I, I did. Um, the, what the other one, the 12 you mentioned, was that the other one, the Weaver yeah. horse? Yeah. <sighs> that one to me is just a gut. I mean, that's just a gut call really, because you it, really have nothing to go off of. It's going to make me mad if that horse wins, because it definitely is one that I, I, I considered you look at the work, uh, you know, the last mm -hmm. work, it's pretty strong. Um, really hadn't shown a ton until that workout, that workout was very good. It's almost like, okay, popped a good work. Let's put them in a race type of thing. So, yeah, I, I get it. And I think if you're going to spread more than, you know, two, three, four horses, that's certainly one I would put on the ticket. Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, if you are if you, if you need to thin out a little bit here, that's the one. Um, to me, main event is going to be a price. You know it's going to be a price. First time starter with a lot of other options. Yeah, but I like life is great as well. Uh, just for the fear, I'm with you. Like, the, the numbers came back fairly strong. You don't love when they kind of go back and forth, like 
when you don't know, like they, they stretched the horse out last time, then they're cutting back, and now they they were going, you know, they were going shorter early. But you're right. I mean, the horse on debut got beat by like High Oak. I mean, the horse mm-hmm. has gotten beat by Slipstream. Uh, there's some good horses the horse has faced, and you got to think that he. I mean, the horse has quite a bit of early speed. So I mean, all the horse needs to do is just get a little ballsy on the front end, and yep. this thing could get you know get carried away. So I like that one. And then yeah, like you just never know with main event. Obviously, there's some hope there, and like you said, the good that work last time out was pretty solid, and you know. George Weaver's not terrible with two-year-olds, and and obviously when George Weaver and Cancel um, show up together, they're not awful as well. So just just basically gut call there. But again, if you're thinning out, I wouldn't be it'd be I wouldn't talk you too much into that horse if you needed to cut one off. Few comments here. Nick says Aspiesen running a big number coming back, beat by another in this race. Hope for a decent price. Uh, Doctor Fearanda says Happy birthday, Aaron. Here's another Oklahoma loss as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah uh let's see dennis uh okay never mind uh (laughs) so dennis likes a lot in this race too so you know he that's kind of the angle i think you either going thin and you're obviously going deep in other legs or you kind of make the choice that you got to go deep here to try to survive yeah absolutely and you know uh, nick brought up the horse matt doyle who beat asmussen last time out that's a chad summers horse that was a seven to five favorite yes that's right chad summers was a seven to five favorite in a maiden special weight uh horse couldn't get the job done don't really know why the horse got bet like that and now uh lascano jumps on the asmussen horse and now dylan davis now on for chad summers it's a horse i didn't use um i'll let chad beat me in this spot (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'll let chad beat me in every spot so <laughs> i'm not awfully worried about it no yeah i mean i'm with you and i saw i was like dang you know like chad's chad's got a horse you know like <laughs> the horse was like went off with a heavy favorite and yeah what like what's what happening right now if it's gonna jumps off you know what, i mean what a gut shot by you i'll let him beat me any race that's cool. yeah. hey that's you know what smoke that's a what, Never mind. I was gonna I was gonna make a comment about Chad Summers' gut. I won't. Never mind. <laughs> Let's move on to the next race. <laughs> Let's move to race eight, uh, which is an allowance race, eighty-two thousand dollars allowance race for three olds and up, which is never won, other than a maiden claiming starter or state bred allowance. Six furlongs on the turf field of eleven, showing up here, Halterman. To me, this was one that I needed. I felt like, and, and I think you and I differed a little bit here because I, this was one that I felt like I at least had enough confidence to, to go somewhat thinner. Whereas I think you spread a little deeper. Yeah. I went five deep in this spot. I, I thought this was a very competitive race. I went two, six, seven, eight, and nine. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'll start with the, with, uh, with the, uh, I'm sorry, I don't have the num these, this time form thing. You don't have the numbers. It's a seven scuttle buzz. I, I, it's a horse I've used quite a bit. Uh, horse one at a similar level to this two races back at this distance. I think six furlongs, certainly the best uh, distance for scuttle buzz. Uh, I, I like that the horse has early speed, but doesn't have to be on the lead. Those horses are the ones that usually win these six furlong races. Uh, you know, a lot of times. So I, I do think Scuttlebuzz uh, is a, is an interesting horse. I also like the seven uh, ring of fire going to, you know, jump up in class today, but has won two of three races 
you know, another horse that's pretty good at six furlongs, one last time out at six furlongs. So the six and the seven were my uh, top two choices there. But yeah, two, six, seven, eight, nines where I went here. This is a tough one. Well, this I didn't even use a seven, and I but I did I did use a six. So call me uh, what is it? Call me Harry. Uh, yeah. That's one that I used here for a lot of the reasons you said. I mean, obviously, uh, Sias has drove the horse the last two back on board. Possesses a lot of early speed. I like that about the horse. Uh, I get. I mean, I get. I mean, if you use Scuttlebuds, you like call me Harry. Like those two, you know, ran one, two, two back. So I I I, I don't doubt. I don't. Like this is seven horse was my fourth horse. I used three. So the two the, the two others I used were the two uh Kawaii, which is a great name. Kawaii Kawaii Mia yeah. River. Uh Terranova horse for Toscano aboard this, you know, this horse tried stakes company last time out. Didn't run awful, but didn't run great either. Finished fourth, beaten one and a quarter. Um cuts back or at least cuts back in the in the class department. Cuts back a little bit in distance. This horse ran six furlongs last out, ran really, really well. Or two back, I should say, beat a comeback winner um, as well. So to me, that was a horse that I, I needed to use here. I like that. that the horse has never really been bad at all in, every, in all three or all four of uh, his starts. And then I used the 10 Colton's Command. That was the other one I used here for Bill Mott and Jose Ortiz aboard these this horse has just been knocking on the door for really three straight starts a third a second and a second finally gets a race here that i think this horse has a really big shot to win so i use those three horses you know the 10 is one i left off i went five deep and didn't play the 10 there's not gonna be a big difference in my ticket price if i go six deep instead of five um dennis i can i saw in a comment dennis says he likes the 10 as well give me your best case uh or best argument for me to add this 10 uh to the ticket me or either one of you You first (laughs) say and then maybe if dennis wants to comment we can we can throw that up as well well okay let's this horse has been running in like very solid allowance four straight solid allowance races started off let's kick they'll start it off with the first one the horse ran going five and a half furlongs at saratoga on the turf um this horse just simply did not run great didn't just kind of never had much running didn't never did much running at all rosario jumps on board next start out at saratoga same distance the horse runs a really good race runs third they stretch the horse out rosario's still on board Mind you, this horse goes off the favorite last time out. This horse has just been knocking on the door every start. Six furlongs, seven furlongs. I think that's the distance this horse wants to run. Now this horse gets a new rider, gets Jose Ortiz. Uh, to me, the jockey change, not to say there's anything wrong with Rosario, there's not, but to me that you, there's enough confidence for Jose Ortiz to jump aboard. Obviously, Bill Mott and Jose Ortiz, they you know really, really well. Uh, 25% they hit. 56 starts i just think this horse deserves to be on the ticket because of what the horse has been running in Uh, this is almost a class relief all right i'm adding him on the ticket right now so then i'm i'm uh refiguring the uh, calculations for when we put this up at the end okay (laughs) i'm gonna add him because i i feel like if i'm going if i'm going this deep and and i i'm letting mott ortiz beat me it, it doesn't make a lot of sense i think ortiz jumping on is like I said nothing against rosario but these these two ortiz and mott they they when they you know hook up it's a it's a pretty good result um 
Yeah, yeah. see, I feel good. Both Steve and Dennis, like, they like the two and the ten. So, uh, Steve says, you know, shout out to Justin Timberlake for quieting me a, li- a river. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he gets rights for that. But, no, yeah, Lascano, obviously, on the inside turf, that's great. Um, I think the one, I mean, two and ten seem to be uh, getting a lot of love here. And you like the six. So, I feel good about those three horses. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely... I don't think two and ten is all you need. I, I'm I'm glad I have six, seven, eight uh, in this race as well. But yeah, I'll add the ten. It only adds eight dollars to my ticket. And like I said, I you know I think this horse will be a decent price uh, as well. I don't think this horse will be a favorite. So, all right, I, I, you you guys have convinced me. <laughs> hey, you know what? You're the only one. Like Dennis says, you're the only one not drinking. So, um, you know, do well, what you, you know, want with hey, that information. Real quick about that. Here's what's funny about the Thursday show that we did where, oh, yeah. where I was definitely hammered. <laughs> I told Samich, please don't go all in on Averly Jane. That horse is going to lose, lost. I told Samich, Zulu or Echo Zulu will get the distance. Don't worry about that. She did. So, like, my opinion, I, you know, I told people <laughs> really good opinions that night. Oh, yeah. And I also thought I also thought it was super funny that that night you get all kinds of shit. You're a drunk. Like I'm not going to yeah. take advice from this idiot. Like blah blah. blah. Very next day, we're talking racing. We're talking doing the pod after. Why is Halterman not drinking? Why is yeah. you know Halterman's the only one not drinking? What, what's wrong with him? Like it was like, what do you want from the guy? Yeah, like, either you want you want him drunk, or you don't want him drunk. Like what do you want? Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, I think they just want me to go away. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, all I know is, uh, I mean, that's the one thing is like that, that made me mad. It made me mad. It's like, listen, like I get it. He's, he's an idiot. He's acting crazy. Like he should, he needs to shut the hell up, but, but don't talk shit about what he's saying because I know the work that he's put in all the stuff that he's saying, he's saying like he feels it's just, it's coming out of a drunk mouth at the moment, but it doesn't mean that the picks are bad. And again, so Everly Jane loses. Echo Zulu went on Modern Games. I'm pretty sure I maybe mentioned that horse. So. Yeah, you did like you did like Modern Games. Of course, you know it was wrong because the horse didn't win. I don't remember the name. The horse. I mean, he did, but you didn't get credit for it. Um, so I'm not going to give it to you. Um, all right, let's go to uh, let's go to the main event on uh, the Pig Four. There, race nine. The Red Smith Stakes. It's a Grade Two or 200K for three olds and up, going one and three eighth miles on the turf. Fill a ten. Lines up for this one. It's a good field. I mean, it really is a competitive field. Tide of the Sea, Value Engineering, Soldier Rising, Serve the King, Sham Rocket, Corelli, Channel Cat, Sanctuary City, No Word, Price Talk. So Clement's got uh, got one here. Pletcher's got a couple. Chad Brown's got a couple. We got Maker. What do you need, man? Like, to me, this is a race that uh, I almost singled. I didn't. I wanted to, and if you if you if you really are looking for a single, I think you can at least stand on the one here, maybe. Uh, but looking at looking forward to what what's your what's your first take at this race? Who do you think will be the favorite? First of all, do you think it's one of the the uh, Chad Brown horses? I think Serve the King, the four horse, will be the favorite, and that's who I ended up picking. Uh, so that's not great, but I, I do think this horse will be the favorite. Uh, you know. Ran in the United Nations three races back, which was a grade one, and, and, and got fourth, only beaten three. Won a stakes race at Saratoga two back. 
And then last time out was second in the Joe Hirsch to Rock Emperor, you know, so which was a grade one race. So I think Serve the King will be the favorite. I read Ortiz aboard for the third straight time. Uh, a lot to like. Uh, and, and I think this horse will come running late and get the job done. So that, that is who I put uh, on, on top here. I did go four deep in the race. I was with you. I almost singled. I'll tell you why I didn't know. I went three, four, five, and seven. Uh, I'll go to the seven channel cat. If you've been watching Aqueduct, the turf is playing to speed very, very strongly. Now, will that hold? As we do this show on Wednesday, we don't know how it's going to play Thursday and Friday. So you need to pay attention to the track Thursday and Friday. Because if that trend, uh, you know, is getting reversed or, or it isn't as strong, Channel Cat doesn't become as strong of a play. But going this distance, Channel Cat gets out in front. That'll be hard for, for anybody to catch him if the track is still playing to speed. So three and or excuse me, four and seven is, is uh, where I started off here in this race. Yeah, it's funny. I went, I started off with like, gonna single here with uh i'm with you on the on the uh, on the chad brown horse uh serve the king and then i've now gone three deep so uh and even as early as like or as late uh as uh right before the show started i was too deep and i was like you know i just don't feel good about leaving off uh the three horse so i added the three but yeah i also have channel cat uh as well because of that reason a couple reasons one the turf uh speed two the horse kind of seemingly looks like is is the fastest horse in the bunch yep. and three adds blinkers so sisterson's like we need this horse to focus on the front end this horse is going to go you kind of feel like the horse is going to go i like the jv stayed aboard yep so to me i think this horse. i mean he may not be good enough we'll find out but you're fi- i think you're also finally you know this is a horse that you kind of were used to getting 10 to one, eight to one, whatever on. Whereas then the last couple of races you've been getting, he's his favorite three to one, whatever. So maybe we're going to flirt back up with their, you know, the five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 to one, whatever. I think you're going to get a better price here. And to me, he is dangerous on the front end. Like he may not, but at least, you know, like, I feel like, you know, enough now that he's going to go and he's going to be on the front end. It's just a matter of if, you know, if he can do it or not, but I like having him included in my ticket. You know, you, I think you said it, I, I'm, I'm going to kick myself if, if we're, if I'm wrong about using the, you know, the wrong Chad Brown horse, but you got to think if Chad Brown got Dylan Davis, like that's the horse he got for value engineering. I seems like we're on the right horse with serve the King. And the other one was the three horse soldier rising for a uh, Clement. And you and I both kind of agreed on this one in terms of, why we use this horse you know this horse debuts in saratoga derby runs a winning race gets beat by state of rest the horse goes next in the jog club derby went runs a winning race got by the way got beat by yabir that yeah that yabir yeah and then the horse comes back and runs in the hill prince shorter than the horse wants to run comes running but just finished fifth like ran out of room so ran out of real estate so to me this distance the horses ran some like some good serious races so i think the three just leaving the three off was just i i couldn't do it so i think the three you have to use as well and get jose ortiz to boot yeah i i definitely agree i i thought the three would be one that just like it, it just makes sense that this horse is going to compete here i think the big key for the three a the track's got to kind of change how how it was playing over the weekend and again a lot of times you see a strong track bias for for a weekend two three days whatever 
we're not the only ones seeing it. The track people are seeing it too. They don't want there to be a bias. They want it to play fair. So they will, they will adjust. So we're going to get on that card tomorrow on Thursday and on Friday and really kind of analyze, okay, did it, did it has the turf course adjusted? Is it playing more fair now? Things like that. So he'll need that. Uh, He's going to need a little bit of pace and tide of the sea, the rail horse and channel cat. They might go at it. Uh, Those two do have good early speed. So it could set up for a horse like soldier rising. Uh, the other horse that I used was the number five Sham Rocket, and that's another one. If if the pace kind of heats up, I think Sham Rocket will will be flying late. I mean, this horse just kind of always comes up with a little bit of an effort, and if they start to slow down enough, he can beat you. Um, no, I think he's one that I, I didn't want him beating me. I'm singling in the last leg, so that gave me the opportunity to throw Sham Rocket on the ticket here. And still be within budget. So I thought Sham Rocket was, uh, you know, kind of the last one to add. I understand that, uh, you know, some of you might not want to throw him in there, but he's he's been good to me over the years. Yeah, man, he he was one that I went back and forth with quite a bit because he just doesn't. He kind of comes. It's like he comes up with a run, and he just doesn't quite get there. And yeah, yeah. I mean, he did win last time out, but I mean, at this kind of level. Uh, he definitely is a horse that like gives you that kind of run and then kind of flattens out. So for me, I, I more was like looking at him as an underneath play, not necessarily on top, but if he wins, I'm going to be super pissed for myself. I'll be happy for yeah. you, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I didn't use because I, I do, I, you could see how the horse could get this. Maybe it's like, well, this distance, like the horse, like the, he's a toneless horse, right? Like the horse is just going to yeah. keep going. Like the horse is just going to keep running. So it's just a matter of if the if the pace melts down enough, I feel like, for him. Um, Dennis says, it's an interesting race. I think the three is a must-use. He likes value engineering, but he's torn uh, between Tide of the Sea and Channel Cat. So give me some ta- thoughts on Tide of the Sea, because I know that was one that you and I talked about a little bit off-air about maybe also possessing some sort of early speed. I feel like Channel Cat's a little more reliable. And I feel like he's just a little bit faster. Um, and I think he's going to get that position over tight of the sea. The problem with that statement is you do have Luis Sai as a board. You do know he's going to send. Um, it's just going to be, can he get that position? Right. And, and I get, I get kind of the, I'm torn between one of those two because the thought process obviously is they can take the field gate wire. So can tie of the sea get the position or will channel cat that's that's going to be the big question uh nick sievers wants to know about price talk you know really good time form number last time out in that belmont race might be a bit outclassed as he said uh you know obviously ran really really well in that allowance race at belmont park last time out but this was a horse that had been running in smaller level races and and you know this seems like a quite the jump but that race right last time out was quite impressive it, it he won a race for Dutro, who at that moment was just winning everywhere. Like every race seems like he was winning. Um, can he back that up? That's the big question. Sure, that time for a number of 120 definitely could compete with this race. Um, you know, this was a horse two back that was running for a tag of fifty thousand dollars at Saratoga. Now we're in a grade two. It's a big jump, and that's that's what I'm worried about. Is the jump a little too much here? Yeah, I also don't love. I mean, I get it. He's 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 jumping on a sham rocket, but Castellano, you know, uh, jumping off and going to sham rocket. I don't love that as well. I think 
if you're looking for a huge price score, I think he might be one that you use. But yeah. uh, for me, I went three deep, three, four, seven here. Let's go to race 10. Let's go to the final leg here. And I think this was, but it's definitely not the best race of the sequence, but it might be the most interesting because you have a situation that you've got. It definitely feels like the first leg where it's like, well, you're either going super deep or you're going like super thin one or, you know, single or two deep. Uh, it's a main special weight for state bread. So there you go. Uh, going six furlongs, fill the 10 in here. And you and I both agree uh, that the one catching Cupid is a, is a, is a legit favorite, probably likely to be the favorite likely horse to win. But it's one of those, like I said, like if, if you don't go, if you don't like him, you almost have to go all. That's yeah. I mean, that's kind of the problem, right? Uh, I, I debated on this for a while. I don't necessarily like singling horses like this very often, but in this situation, this sequence, and listen, it's very important not to make blanket statements uh, about uh, horse racing. You have to take each sequence as its own thing. And you look at this and it's like, okay, if you don't like catching Cupid, who do you like? Like who's going to beat him? Uh, you watch this horse on debut. I thought he ran pretty darn well. Uh, I thought he just kind of tracked the pace, uh, made a move. And I just feel like the horse Kenner that beat him just wasn't coming back to him. But uh, catching Cupid held off a two to five uh, Chad Brown horse in that race and did it pretty easily. Was 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 kind of separating from the Chad Brown horse uh, in that spot. So I just kind of feel like this horse is, is just simply a little bit better than everybody that's ran. And you look at the first time starters and they don't look like they're ones that are your typical ones that are going to get ready to fire or be ready to fire right off the bat. So for me, I thought catching Cupid looked awfully tough here. Um, I just, I don't know who beats him in the spot. So, so I went ahead and singled uh, the rail horse here. So Nick, uh, Nick asked how, this is a question that Haltzman and I actually talked about earlier as well off air. How many are actually running here? Five are entered Friday in race six. Yeah. We, yeah, we, we noticed that of, of course. Um, so Hot Rod Rumble and Catching Cupid for one are both entered. Uh, they're also eligibles in that one. So is Thrill of It. Thrill of It's an also eligible in that race. And Unique Unions is also eligible. So yeah. four of those horses are also eligibles. Um, catching Cupid's a 16. So, I mean, you're going to you're gonna need a bunch to happen in order for, for in, in this terms, the, the one for Halterman. To not run. So they're all also eligible. So you got to think they're all going to run uh, in this race. It, it's it, when you look at that race, even if you have some scratches on Friday, that's that seems like a, a race where you could have a couple of like they're almost all first time starters. that are in the body of that field on Friday. So you could see a really nice horse. Right. Uh, you know, we're here. I don't know what's in this. I, I mean, I think if they can avoid running on Friday, it would be smart because we could see one or two horses jump up and really be pretty good out of that race. We're here. It's like, this is a weak bunch. So uh, how many will run? I think all of them entered will end up running in this race. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, you know, you look at it closely or start looking at it after you dive into it. You're like, well, yeah, I think they're all going to run. Um, yeah. It'd be very unlikely. I mean, maybe you have one or two, but that don't, but Yeah. I have no problem using catching Cupid, and I don't. I think it's more about like if this race was, I don't know, 
I just it's hard for me to use a single here with the horse like this catching Cupid. I, like you can't trust, but I from a stamp like from a from a from a just if you look at the horse like the horse should win, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I just don't. So I, I have no problem singling if you if you need to. Um, I'm also using the eight hot rod rumble that went too deep here i like this one i I went back and forth with i I also thought about using caveman i also thought about using thrill of it but ultimately i ended up going too deep when and hot rod rumble is a steve asterson horse that was a big time purchase price four starts has not managed to win really knock on the on the door the last two efforts at belmont park you know i read jumps off you got liscano now I mean, we know we we talked. I mean, they we talked about it, you know, with Oscano and Aspison hit a very solid rate. I, you know, the 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 early speed of this horse concerns me a little bit in terms of singling with the one. I do think Hot Rod Rumble has a shot to just try to take this race, you know, gate to wire. I, I, ultimately, that's the only horse that scared me out of the one. I I agree that the the eight. It's probably going to be the one they have to run down. Uh, the problem is we've kind of seen him ran down, right? <laughs> like he had a chance uh, to back for sure to get the job done. It couldn't do it. And he was right there with a shot uh, last time out and couldn't do it. So it's, I, I, it's, it's one of those situations now that we have four data points on the horse, you know, it's like he gets less attractive to me. That being yeah. said, like I said, the race Friday that some of these are also eligibles in, to me, I think is going to be a tougher race to win than this one, right? This race is not going to be that tough to win. You're kind of be able to win this race with a low speed figure. So it, it brings him into the equation. There's no doubt. Uh, great, great connections as well. One thing we talked about, Irad jumps off and is now going to ride the two. Yeah. And I, that I, horse looks awful. Yeah, help me with that one. Like it, it's one thing if the horse, if he just is not in the race, right? If I ride, yeah. just he's just not riding. But I mean, I tried to make I, you know, as you do, because you know, you see, I ride jumping on a horse. You try to make every case in the book, right, for the horse. You try to make anything happen for, and it's like the horse debuts, gets beat thirteen links on the dirt. Then they turn the horse over to turf. The horse gets beat by seven and a half. And now, by the way, by the forty-four to one on debut, yep. sixty-eight to one the next time out, and he gets now he gets Irad. I I can't figure it out. And the, the, the Irad has rode for Vasquez six times over Ever. the last year. Only yeah, well, six. okay, yeah, yeah. Three of them won. Five hit the board. So it's like, well, shit. But at the same time. I can't make myself look at the past performances and find any way that this horse can compete. So if the two wins, tip of the cap. <laughs> yeah, I know. I also thought about the three Clash AJ because it's like, well, if you like if you like Hot Rod Rumble, you got to like Clash AJ a little bit yeah. because that horse beat uh, last time, or two back, I guess, on debut. Then the horse just got <laughs> just got curb stomped you know, last time out. So it's just like, is it is it, bottom line is it's a pretty shitty field. Not pretty. It is a shitty field. And so catching Cupid off one on one one race will be have one data point that we have to go off of. Like 
should probably win, right? Like it just kind of feels like it might be a better horse, but Hot Rod Rumble to me is is interesting enough to use. But listen, I think you either go one or two deep here, or you go almost 10 you know like you almost go all like i think you really have to because it really you start opening up that can of worms yeah and you you know union unique unions this horse got banned off so you don't even see what this horse did last time out so you don't know what that horse is going to do this time like you have no idea what these horses can do there's just a there's just so many unknowns here yeah Oh, absolutely. And like I said, you know, if, if catching Cupid was in the race Friday, this this horse would not be a single for me. But, right. you know, a, a, as handicappers, you you look at your data and then you go over all of them again. It's like, OK, will they improve? Can they improve? What's their what's their form like? You know, uh, you know, are they doing something different? And it's with which each of them, it was like not really I couldn't really project a lot of improvement. Right. I mean. Sure. I mean, you like to say you can make a case like like, uh, you know, my last mission gets IRAD and, and is working out decent. Yeah. Okay, maybe it'll improve. And then you look, OK, how much does this horse have to improve? Like 50 links, <laughs> literally, <laughs> I mean, not 50, yeah. maybe 10. I mean, the horse was just been awful. So it's it, it was tough for me to make a case for a lot of horses. And in a sequence where you, I just felt like you had to go deep in some of these other races, I thought this was your most likely winner in the sequence. Dude, if we, well, we, we, you know, hopefully we're both alive, but if you can get alive and you get somewhere, get a price along the way and you get your single to this horse, I, I feel like you're going to be extra nervous because having to depend on a horse like this is going to be brutal in the last leg. Yeah, it's it's funny that you say that, and it's we had a similar situation on one we were lucky enough to hit on. Uh, I think that was Friday's ticket uh, at Aqueduct that paid like six hundred bucks, and it was just a situation almost identical to this, where it's like this horse is not very good. The rest of the field just wasn't, and sometimes that works out, and then sometimes your horse runs third. And a couple of them do have that improvement that I I just didn't see or couldn't project. So uh, it's I I agree is is kind of the, the long answer I'm giving here. I do agree. I hate being single to horses like this. Take take tomorrow at Churchill Downs a horse like Thomas Shelby in the third race. Right, that horse should win. That horse is good. That horse is won at different tracks and allowances. That's one. It's like all right, I can sink my teeth into that one and feel good. Sometimes they lose just as easy as these shitty ones that you feel like you should single. So, um, yeah, that's just how I read it, and hopefully, hopefully, it's, it's right. <laughs> all right, did you did you update your ticket yet? Yes. Yeah, it's all good. All right, so let's take a look at the tickets now uh, for Aaron and I. So Halterman's got a forty eight dollar ticket. So kicking off with late leg uh, one, but race seven, one nine ten eleven. Mm-hmm. Two six seven eight nine ten. So we talked him into the ten. Yep. Three four five seven in race nine, and then single to the one in race ten. That's a forty eight dollar fifty cent base ticket. My ticket for fifty cents. Leg one one five nine ten eleven twelve. Uh, two six ten. Three four seven in race nine. And then one eight in the last leg. That's fifty four dollars. So we're really close there in terms of our pricey prices. Uh, 
and you know, you singled. I ne- I I couldn't come up with a single, so it's just kind of a difference of of uh, strategy there a little bit. I couldn't get on board. I mean that and that you know and that makes playing pick four is tough when you can't really sink your teeth into an actual single, right? Yeah, it does. Um, you know, over the years, I've had a lot more luck singling, uh, but I don't try to, I don't really force it. Um, you know, uh, it, it, it really came down to me of a decision of do I want to go, you know, just two deep in the stakes and then three deep maybe in that, in that maiden uh, to end it? Or did I feel like I needed to play four horses in the stakes? And I, I felt like I did. Uh, the first two legs were always going to be spreads for me. And the last two legs, it was, you know, I, I, I had, at first I had served the King singled and I thought, no, there's too many good horses in there, you know, and he's not, he's not that much better than two or three other horses in this race where the, where the ninth race or excuse me, the 10th race, it was just, you know, catching Cupid is, is that much better if these horses just all kind of stay at the level they're at. So yeah, it's uh, a, that's, that's the thing with these sequences, there's handicapping and then there's, there's ticket structure and it's two completely different things and you got to be right with both or you're going to get beat. And that's what makes it so difficult to hit. Yeah. The, yeah, the, really the bottom line for me is when I'm, when I'm, when I've got a single, I need to be able to be like, listen, like he, like it's a single, like in a, in a large field or whatever the case may be, like it, so it obviously makes it tough. It could lose, but I need to be able to be like, if the horse gets beat, it gets beat. You know what I mean? But I feel like the horse, like the, the horse can't lose. Like I, that, that's, that's why he's single. In this case, I just couldn't come up with any of those horses, you know, like yeah. I couldn't come up with the horse that I could really depend on, like saying, Hey, if that, I mean, I really think that horse is going to win because like, I, I just couldn't get there quite get there with any of them. So, I mean, I don't think, I think like you say, it's, 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 it's definitely a situation where it's more situation based, yep. you know, it, it, you never know. Like you may see two singles in a sequence, you know, and yeah. you may, and you may have none. Um, to me, I don't think you need to force a single uh, if it's not there and, Unless you know, unless you're playing multiple tickets or whatever the case, or maybe you're pounding the ticket and you you know you need to 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 go thin on a leg and you're just, you feel really strongly about strong enough, like you should say, you play a ten dollar ticket and you've got one of the Chad Brown's horses singled or whatever, like that. I mean, I get that. I, I do that. I mean, I, I understand that. But if you're playing, if you're spreading, you're playing a fifty cent ticket, you're going deep in some leg. Like to me, you don't have to single if you don't necessarily find one, as long as it hits within your budget. So. All right, that's the uh, let's just late pick four on Saturday at Aqueduct. Those are our tickets, and uh, good luck, everybody. <laughs> so, tell me how to check us out racingdudes.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the get racing dudes premium button at the menu at racingdudes.com to learn more. It's a good time to be a subscriber. Yes, the Breeders' Cup is over, but we've got a ton of racing action, of course. Uh, uh guides coming out next couple of months of course the pegasus is just around the corner and it sounds like we're going to see a life is good versus nick's go like nick's goes back with cox life is good definitely seems to be pointing there we might be seeing like this might be the newer version of the chrome versus arrogate uh kind of combo 
I love that comparison. I hadn't really thought of it yet, but that certainly is what we're going to see, right? So that's that's going to be really cool. It's a it's a lot like uh, Accelerate versus uh, City of Light as well that year. There you, you know, go, yeah. classic winner versus Dirt Mile winner. But I feel like uh, these two horses are bigger stars than those two. So yeah, I think Arrogate Chrome makes more sense. Uh, <laughs> dude, I I think. You know, what's funny about that is it never, it didn't pan out to anything. Like, you just knew it was over very quickly. And obviously, Chrome didn't run a step. Yeah, and Nick says, Oakland. Oakland starts in, in like, a couple weeks. Two it's weeks, nice. Nick. December 3rd, I believe, is opening. I, I, I'm it is. 99% sure is opening it day. Um, yeah, so enjoy this week. Enjoy uh, the Thanksgiving weekend. That's always a really, really good weekend for racing, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. And then guess what? We're back. Oakland is back. Uh, there's I read uh, today 400 horses already on the grounds at Oakland. Uh, so you could bet it's going to be a hell of a time having Oakland back. It's nuts. It doesn't even it doesn't even seem real that that's actually something that's happening. But yeah, December, December 3rd, Friday, December 3rd, mark your calendars. Oakland kicks off. Of course, it's going to run. It's a, it's just crazy. It's going to run obviously uh, until uh, until May. So I mean, this thing is going to be a huge meet. And I mean, shit. I I wouldn't be surprised if they they have to cancel some days. We know how that goes, right? Yeah. Um. But hey, I love that they're trying. And you got a two year old. You got a two year old race. Uh. uh on uh on, to kick things off December third. A two year old six furlong race stakes race. I would like to know how long it's been since a two-year-old race has been uh, contested at Oakland Park, if ever. I'm surely they have, but it's had Dude. to have been a long, long time. How could I mean? How could it? You know, you're because I mean, I'm sure there has, but like you say, yeah. like you're not seeing many two-year-olds around in, in March. It's crazy. Mean, it's it's. Yeah, there's a there's a rule where two year olds can't even be allowed on the grounds before this year. So it's it's going to be very very awesome uh, to see that. I, I can't wait and, and to have Oakland opening and the Gulfstream Park Championship meet opening. So you know this weekend you could say, well, this isn't that great weekend for racing, and I can't argue with you. But like I said, you get the Thanksgiving holiday weekend is always really really good. Then you got Oakland Gulfstream and the Cigar Mile the next weekend, and, and like I said, Gulfstream Oakland just going head to head uh, all through December. December all of a sudden is a very very good uh, month for racing. Yeah, definitely is like a, the perfect stepping stone, which is obviously why they did it. Um, the perfect stepping stone to get into January, February, you know, obviously, and then yep. we get really rolling um, with the Pegasus in January, into January, and of course Derby preps. You know, we don't. We know how that goes. Uh, Dennis is really wanting to know an answer to a question. So you need to help him out here. Have you have, have a question for tomorrow? Battle scar thoughts. Uh, thoughts on that horse. New York bred for Chris Block. It's claimed for 75,000 to breaking maiden, maiden and private purchase. Goes back in stakes and had a rough trip. Now is back in the allowance rings. Um, I did not use the horse. But that's a go. race I could see about six or seven of them winning. And it was a situation where the budget didn't allow me to use the horse. So, uh, yeah, I mean, interesting horse, far outside post, uh, not a huge fan of that. But, I mean, 
you know, I'm not over the moon about it one way or the other, but can, can the horse win? I, I think, you know, numbers wise and, and kind of looks pretty competitive compared to, you know, like I said, four or five <laughs> others in there that have just as good a shot. Nick says, I remember the purple something guide in 2020. <laughs> we need that purple this Martin. year. The purple Martin. We in 2020, we had we at that time we had nothing. We it's like we've got to do some kind of guide. You know, we we yep. promised our subscribers a monthly guide. We're gonna do a guide. The purple Martin uh happened to be it. So maybe we should bring it back. I don't know. I don't remember I how well they did. That was yeah, that was during that time period in April um where they're literally it was oakland and Gulfstream and tampa you know those were your thoroughbred racetracks that were running uh during uh the weekends and then you had fauner and will rogers uh Didn't... monday tuesday wednesday and then uh, you had los al and remington for court horses and that was it guys that's all we had for about like months didn't like eight rings come back to try to run in that race um no what was the what was the bath there's a bathroom horse i feel like that ran in that year you know what it um, may have been eight rings um okay i gotta look that up hold on i'll look it up it was a baffert horse he got smoked no the, he were in the bachelor eight rings did eight rings did okay in 2020 purple martin um mm, i Boy, I can't remember who was in it. I'm gonna try to look it up. That year, um, Stacey won the Apple Blossom. I oh, you that. know who won that race? The Purple Let's Martin. See. No. No. Oh yeah, I know the Purple Martin who won that race, and it wasn't. That was, so I was thinking of the Bachelor. It was Kamari. Okay, that was the day it rained so damn hard. Yeah, Frank yeah, Kamari was second. Edgeway Edge actually was third. Was Rockette, was Frank Rockette in that? Second, yeah. Second, okay, yeah, yeah. Man, that was, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> I remember Kamari. Yeah, just hey, welcome. I, I, it's funny you asked this question, Dr. Uh, Firand asked, who won the contest concerning the Baffert capture this week? I got to tell you guys, y'all blew the expectations out, out of the water for that one, like, I just posted that on there. I thought this would be funny. Get a couple comments. We'll pick. There's. I don't even. I don't even know what it's up to now. It's over 100. I feel like. I was saying the contest is still going on. Yeah, it's still uh, going. We're gonna it's have to getting, cut it off at some point, though. Yeah, we'll we'll make a comment, and the and the the, the winner will get like a, a free day or something of of uh, picks or whatever. But, uh, yeah, that was. I mean, my phone was blowing up, and then the next day you did one on uh, on the on the Rock Your World stuff, and that blew oh. up. It's just it's just it's like it's like shooting fish in a barrel, man. It's so easy right now. The Rock Your World stuff is I, I I'll okay, I'm not gonna name any names or anything. <laughs> right? Please not, do that. that's not what it's about. But it's just like I was sitting here Tuesday, I did that Tuesday, and I'm like, these people are lunatics. Like because the, the thing was the Derby ruined Rock Your World, Derby people ruined Rock Your World. He won the Santa Anita Derby by open links and earned a buyer speed figure better than anything the crop had seen. He was the second choice to win the freaking race. It's Rock Your World in command. Medina Spirit making no progress. And it's going to be Rock Your World to take them all the way in the run-happy Santa Anita Derby. He's undefeated and wins by four. And so what I did, like these people are like, they ruined him. They're idiots. Say, why'd they do it? 
So what I did, I started searching each person's Twitter that I would see these comments for to see what they it search Rock Your World to see what they said about him in April. No lie. Almost all of them picked him to win. And the couple that didn't pick him to win had retweeted or quote tweeted articles about how well that horse was suited for the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> and now we're here calling these people, these owners, idiots for running the second choice in the, you know, for the Derby who had smoked them in the San Diego Derby in the Kentucky Derby. And the whole thing, again, again, it is, it is a blanket statements and how stupid they are in horse racing. People, anytime this happens, people go, well, the Derby ruined them. Yeah. Sometimes the Derby does ruin horses. This is not the case. Every situation is different. And a lot of people cannot see it. And it's just like, I was reading those comments and I'm like, these people are out of their mind. Like he should have skipped it and went to the Preakness. Real, like you would have lost your mind if that would have happened, you know? Like, yeah, you picked the horse. So, I mean. <laughs> these people, nuts. like so there was one, again, I'm not going to mention the name. There was one guy and he, I don't think he even commented on mine. He was commenting on his own Twitter feed, just, just blowing up his Twitter feed about it. And I thought, well, let's see what this guy said. Maybe he's, maybe he's always hated that path for him. And if you had back in April, more power to you, right? Yeah. I swear to God, he had like eight tweets from April. I love Rocky World in this race. I just watched his workout. Oh, my God, he's going to win. There's no way he won't be on the lead in this race. On and on and on. And then this guy saying how dumb they were for running him in the derby. I mean, it's <laughs> incredible how dumb people are. It's it always really easy. Is. I mean, It's always easy to talk shit after, you know? It's always easy to do that. Well, yeah. It's, it's like... You know, I, I, I oh, it's crazy. It's, it's like me if the one loses and we lose and I miss the pick four, I come on and go, gosh, why would anybody pick that one? How dumb was that? The two was clearly the one to pick. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Nick says, so much love Medina spirit because of how rock and roll ran in the San Sanita Derby. So it's funny how that works out sometimes. It, it, and it, okay. So two points. One, Samich. Samich was one that hated the fact that they trained him up to the Derby that way. He said one race for uh, on the dirt to the Derby is terrible. So I'll give Samich credit. And by the way, he was not one saying the Derby ruined him, but, but think about if rock your world would have skipped the race. Okay. And the horse that he beat by five links won the Kentucky Derby. Think about what people would have said after that race about those. Oh players. yeah. Yep. I mean, it's insane to to blame the Kentucky Derby and, and the owners for running the Kentucky Derby on what happened to Rock Your World. It's insanity. He just wasn't very good. You know, I mean, but you have to run in the Kentucky Derby when you're the second choice to win the race. And you just won the Santa Anita Derby and earned a triple digit buyer. You're not going to skip it. That's crazy. Like, I don't care who it is. If you win the if you win the Santina Derby by open links, you're running in the Kentucky Derby. You just are. I mean, if he would have ran in the Santina Derby and he got third, and he was like the twentieth horse on the list, and they ran him, then that's stupid. I agree. It's not the case. I mean, it's just like it's crazy. I mean, I didn't like the horse, but at the same time, I was worried about him. Because yeah. it's like if he, I mean, he ran so good in Santa Derby, 
like you could see him. You didn't know what he was. I was, I was on the, I was on the side of, I didn't like him, but if he would have won, like you would have been like, well, shit, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't, I just don't like to me that whole, the whole theory of it ruining him is just insane. Well, and not to mention, Rosario didn't have his foot in the irons when he broke from the gate. Like, what if he would have broke? <laughs> he may have ran like third or fourth or fifth. He may have been up there. Well, you never know. Probably not. But you never know. I mean, maybe yeah, that's what ruined that. him. The damn jockey didn't have his feet in the irons. Rosario, Rosario didn't know the race was about to start. So he, he wasn't. He didn't have his foot in his irons, you know? He wasn't yeah. ready. No one told him they were about to go. Um, but, yeah. And here's one last thing because we got this is. This is stupid, and I don't want to talk about this anymore. A lot of people have said this. Well, he's a turf horse. Look at his numbers and tell me he's a turf horse. His best numbers have come on the dirt, which is weird. And obviously, his visually, his two races on the turf there were good, you know. But I don't think he was any kind of horse. He was a horse that, that just kind of peaked and got a huge win and just fizzled out. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that was a you can't take anything away from that performance in the San Cena Derby. It was a great performance, and yeah. you know, he beat a good horse no matter what you think of Medina Spirit. I mean, I think we've decided that I mean, he's a good horse. Um, he you know, that you know, Rock Your World was a big reason why, uh, why I was so confident in Nick's go in the Breeders' Cup is because you know, Medina Spirit could not run with Rock Your World that day, he couldn't run with Life is Good in the San Felipe. And I just knew, I just, I didn't know. I mean, I, I suspected very heavily that he could not run with Nick's go in the Breeders' yeah. cup. And, and that obviously was right. So I, I think you just got to use some, you know, you gotta, you gotta find your wingles and, and however you can, just like, you know, Nick said, he, he, you know, Samich didn't like, or liked Medina spirit because of rock your world. Well, rock your world was awful. Medina spirit won. You just never know. So uh, just kind of use your angles how you can. I mean, it's just the horse he beats in the San Diego Derby wins the Kentucky Derby, but Rocky World shouldn't have ran in the Kentucky Derby. Okay. <laughs> I've right. never uh, owned a horse without telling me you've never owned a horse, right? Yeah, you go first. Uh, well, by the way, is- Derby Fever earned that horse a stud deal because if they would have just kept him on the turf and, and done dicked around with him, he, never, he wouldn't be standing at stud. Well, yeah. I mean, them if you... If you're not going to shoot for the Kentucky Derby, why are you running the Santini Derby? Exactly. And it's like, oh, well, you know, we wanted to re- see if he was Derby material. Oh, well, you know, he did win the Santini Derby by open links, but we're not going to do that. That makes a lot of sense. It's funny. People are, my dad gets mad about sports and I'm calm on that show. I get mad about <laughs> racing. So. <laughs> He, he would be the calm one in this situation. Yeah, your dad would give a shit in this conversation. No, he said, who is Rock Your World? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Santa Anita? When's Oak- yeah. I don't want Oakland starts. <laughs> yeah. My dad would have got a kick out of Nick's Oakland comment, and that's it. Yeah, no, he'd be like, I know what Oakland's if I'll be there, but Santa Anita, they, I didn't know they still had horses there. So yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a Mike Halterman uh quote right there uh you know it's like i just yes yeah, pick the horses i knew i don't know i don't yeah. I just, that's who i pick yeah um make sure you go follow us on twitter at, at racing underscore dudes instagram facebook you can check out all episodes on Blink- blinkers off of course by visiting our podcast page at racing apple podcast spotify google podcast amazon music 
Stitcher, even Captivate. Uh, Magic Mike will be on tomorrow. Of course, we will not since we uh, did this on Wednesday night. So Thursday, check out the Magic Mike show. I have no idea what they're doing. Uh, they may not be doing Aqueduct now because we did Aqueduct. We don't care, though. You know, we don't care. Just listen to them. Listen to the commentary. What not to pick. I don't know. We used to do shows for, for two people for years. So we, we, we've we earned our right to pick uh, our track that we want to do. <laughs> yeah. We jump in for them. It doesn't matter. You pick another track. You pick a new track. Okay. <laughs> we started this. You didn't. Yeah, exactly. Anyways. All right. So check out the Magic Mike show tomorrow. Uh, get their thoughts on insert track. Um, all right. Halterman. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. Good luck this weekend, guys. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. Rock Your World's coming from well off the pace here as they make their way into the turn. He's a good 10 lengths off the lead.